It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the list of superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And I was so excited, I almost just said this line, welcome to the Superhero Slate review of Spider-Man No Way Home, because I'm so excited to talk about Spider-Man with you, Mike. We, <laughs> we are here for our review of Spider-Man. Uh, we've been waiting for this since they announced it. Um... 2019 was it i think what a what a wild journey i was just thinking about it of this movie in particular the yeah. i i feel like the the rumor mill around this movie has just been absolutely insane uh so going into the film it, it felt like anything and everything was possible which was very interesting and, 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 and just and, at the top and at the other regard was anything <laughs> and everything was impossible as well Yes, and and just uh, let you know at the top here, no spoilers. We'll let you know when we yeah. get into the spoilers. But I, I I I can't imagine talking about this movie without the lot of the details in it. So I think mm-hmm. our non-spoiler review is going to be very short here yeah. at the at the top of the show. But I am I am fresh out of the movie. I don't even know if we can categorically call this a review <laughs> on my end. Yeah. This is going to be more like a debrief. Like I just got back this, from war. This is this is like. Like almost as close to a live reaction you can get to someone coming out of a movie theater with you right now. Yeah, like the drive home, it was just me unmuting all of these keywords in my phone, and it was just like I had to tap so many different things. Uh-huh. So like I'm in it. I, it was strange because when you try to forcefully remove yourself uh, from it for the weekend, I almost thought like, is the movie doing well? I mean, I know I'm not hearing anything about mm. it, but like I'm intentionally not doing that. And then you know, once all the once all the the firewall was removed and I could see the box office numbers and everything i'm like okay no 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 this was a big deal i just did a really good job shielding myself until yeah. sunday yes you, you have done an amazing job uh, anyone who else has shielded themselves is doing an amazing job uh i'm just gonna pat everyone on the back because congratulations you made it we've we've made it to spider-man <laughs> it is this is a very interesting um review for us because number one it's the last superhero movie of, of the year um, that we mm-hmm. will be reviewing, and it's also the same day we're recording our last episode for the year. We haven't had a break in two years, so we're actually taking a break uh, for Christmas because it happens fall on a weekend this year. So um, I, I can't think of a better way, to, better way to cap it off than actually going and seeing Spider-Man No Way Home. And then just to kind of cap that off with you, Mike, um, right now it's got $253,000 or million dollars domestically, which is the third highest mm-hmm. opening ever. Uh, three hundred thirty-four thousand internationally, bringing this up to five hundred eighty-seven million worldwide. Uh, in its opening weekend, which is o- over half a billion dollars, and um, if I'm if I could ever use a phrase that I hate using the most, this movie has legs. Uh, yeah. I think people will go back multiple times. I think word of mouth is going to drown out literally every other movie for the next couple of weeks. So Yeah, and it's going to it's going to have a tailwind to it too because it's a holiday weekend movie. I know a lot of people's family traditions around the holidays involve going to the movies. So I think this is going to be bringing in the bucks, yeah. which is pretty I I was telling Chris before we hopped on the microphone, um I feel like I've gone dumb to box office numbers over the last 2 years. Like I literally asked him, "Is 250 million good? I don't <laughs> remember anymore." And I was uh, poking through Twitter and I've already seen some insane 
insane discourse that nobody should engage in, but they're just like, oh, look what Spider-Man, Spider-Man did in one weekend that uh, Shang-Chi and the Eternals couldn't do in like oh, a whole Lord, month. No. And it's just like, like people just, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's insane. It's a different beast. And also I think we're at a time where, um, at least with the pandemic, you have uh, you have vaccines available. You know, booster shots are there. Obviously, the Omicron variant is probably not the best thing to be cramming movie theaters full of no. people. But it seems like the cat is like out of the bag. So I don't really yeah. know exactly what we're gonna do about this. I stayed safe. We 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 masked up. We bought a buffer seat. Uh, at the movie theater and the funny funny funnily enough in a packed movie theater the uh couple like i guess technically like four seats down from us also i believe did booster seats uh, i guess not booster seats buffer seats of just like yeah if we're going at sunday you know at like 10 in the morning you can afford those like matinee prices just throwing out some extra blank seats Mm -hmm. out there it makes things a little bit safer i i have heard from a good friend of mine who worked at the amc for years uh, they actually here have a closed captions uh, screening that, that like one theater dedicated to closed captions. Hardly anyone buys mm-hmm. tickets to it. Um, so if you're looking for an alternative and you don't mind captions on your screen, go to the closed caption screening and you can probably have a, a very, very um, good buffer of no one around you because no one <laughs> wants to sit through those unless they're desperate. And, and, you know, right now, based on these box office numbers, based on everyone I've talked to, uh, people are going to this movie. It, it, asses are in seats to see spider-man <laughs> no way home throughout throughout it yes but so. believe it or not but like i mean chris i, I feel yeah. like we shouldn't delay any this is this is a beefy movie this is like the biggest burger i've ever bitten into uh so i feel like <laughs> let's just get some spoiler free uh thoughts out there yeah. and then just dive into this uh, beast okay um I'll, I'll go first because I, I i'm gonna lay it out here on the table mike my, my, my true thoughts and feelings this is by far the best MCU movie I've ever seen. I don't know. I can't still literally sit here and think. I'm, I saw mine on Thursday. I'm four days into this. And I still cannot think of a better movie I've seen that has <laughs> earned this much. You know, uh, you know, the, the, we'll talk about it. the story is very emotional. There's lots of beats. It's, you know, we have a character that we've not really had very long, right? A one, a single character, Spider-Man. We've got him in one. Uh, 20, his first solo movie was what, 2017, I believe. Um, you know, so he's kind of gone through the motions pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, I, I feel this whole story is full of fan service. It is full of emotional beats. It's full of great acting moments. And, you know, we I don't like to think of, you know, the ending of a movie, but, like, the, this movie sets up a lot of great MCU moments going forward. Mm-hmm. And... Um, honestly, I, I, I feel bad. I can't say much else. I literally cannot say much else about this, but I give this, uh, a rare, a rare moment. I give this a full 10 out of 10 review, Mike. This, this is, this is sticking with me. I'm, I'm standing by that no matter what anybody else says. And, uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe this is one of the, the greatest comic book movies I've ever seen come to the screen. Ooh, not, not mincing words over there. No, wow. not at all. Not at all, sir. Live action, reaction, go. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing right now if I just told you, like, I hated the movie and we oh, just yeah. had, like, the weirdest, most combative, well, like, you know, hour of our lives? Like, podcast no, is over. Movie's... Podcast <laughs> is over <laughs> at that point. W- this movie was great. It's a thrill ride. Um, 
this is just like a blockbuster of a film. So much going on. I, I feel like I'm still wrapping my head around it. So uh, come to the come to this uh, spoiler cast and enjoy me trying to debrief from the experience. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, I feel like one of the more emotional, impactful MCU films that we've had in a while. There are stakes and they seem to stick for the most part, which is really great. Um and I feel like I just kind of have to leave it there. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very easy to recommend this film. Uh, and it's like the effect and like power of Spider-Man, right? I have a friend who's kind of written off uh, superhero movies uh, at large, but even he like texted me the other day and he was just like, I'm thinking about checking out this Spider-Man movie. So yeah. I just think the character itself uh, transcends quite a bit. And, you know, if you're a, at least a millennial like we are and grew up uh, with this franchise, there's a, there's a whole lot to pay off here mm-hmm. uh so uh I, if i had to just like gut just just gut react to it um i don't know if it's my favorite mcu but it's definitely up there like this is yeah. top tier for sure you know right. this is this is going to be on the market select price of the menu right where you know if, if it's too if you have to ask you can't afford it right uh uh but yeah it, it's a great time and uh, what a, what a great pitch to our, our audience to say make yeah. sure you're subscribed come back next year where i'm sure i'll still be digesting this film yeah. so I'll, I'll leave it at that chris and i think we got to jump into spoilers yeah so going forward this is spoilers now i'm going to go ahead and tell you this is spoilers for everything mcu ever uh i like this includes tv shows other movies spider-man so on and so forth because i think there's a lot to like like everything i wouldn't say everything a lot of things have led up to this moment uh to watch this movie so um from going here going forward if you've not if you're not caught up get caught up come back to us and listen to this um well, we got all the Spider-Man, Mike. They all were there. We they <laughs> they they, they successfully withheld that from all marketing up until the release. Yes. And I am proud of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what, only marketing though, because it was everywhere else. What yeah. a joy it was for some people in my movie theater that just didn't understand what was happening. Like I tried my best to vicariously live through them, but like you know, we we were lucky enough to get some like insider information um, mm-hmm. that you know these uh, Spider Men were going to be in the movie a while ago. Uh, so here they are. Uh, the there was lots of clapping. There was lots of cheering, it, cheering from I, the crowd. I have never ever heard more moments of clapping and cheering in my movie theater than I ever have. (laughs) And mind you, I'm at the 3 PM on a Thursday showing. So like the people who are here, literally have taken off work to be here most likely. And, and these are, yeah, those are the diehards. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I was. Uh, I think a lot of people in the, my theater. Uh, I was playing cleanup because uh, <laughs> uh, there was one person in the row in front of me who uh, his friendly over. He's like, "Man, you got to be watching all this other stuff. You are so far behind." <laughs> so it was kind of a mixture of like maybe friends like getting all their other friends back uh-huh. into the theater for the first time in a while. Uh, yeah, it was wild. I think yeah. the most impactful moment for me with uh, all of the the Spider Men swinging around is when they finally were just like, "All right, let's like team up." Uh, you've never been on a team before. I've been on a team before. Let's go one by yeah. one. And then they finally like dove off and they were swinging around yes. and sink it like that. I think that was like my like particular it, moment of just like, wow, yes. like this is happening. That was, I, I, that's exactly the same thing. And my wife had a conversation. I love it when they swing and they all land on that. Like it looks like a satellite dish or something, or it was the, the, the shield, right? Where they all land together mm-hmm. and you have that wide shot of all three of them standing there ready to fight the other, the three bad guys. And then mm-hmm. uh, that's my favorite when they land. And then uh, my wife was like, I really like it when they're swinging through the air to 
get the villains. I'm like, well, we kind of already saw that one, like in the trailer, though. Like, minus the mm-hmm. two Spider-Men who were cut out, but one of them was left in uh, whenever he was kicking the lizard in the face. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, there's fan service like nobody's business in the, in this movie. And um, I, I, I did the math, and it is less than one hour into this movie when we get all the all the Peters together in this movie, which mm-hmm. um, I, I applaud again. I applaud them for holding on for that long. But I, I think the, the the true highlights, some of the highlights for me is um, Willem Dafoe coming back as the Green Goblin. We, we saw him in the trailers in the suit, but like he really wasn't in the suit very long. Right. Like he, he kind of devolved mm-hmm. and he leaned into like he's literally playing Norman Osborn, the scientist who is somewhat of a scientist himself and um, his, his the the alter evil ego inside of them. And the one tension moment in this that kind of like resonates with me um, similar to like the, the, the stoplight uh, scene from the first one, right with the vulture mm-hmm. is whenever he's like, his spider sense is going off and he doesn't know why. And he's like walking mm-hmm. through the building, trying to, or the apartment, trying to figure it out. And then, you know, that's when you find out the green goblin kind of turned and he gets everybody yeah. else to kind of go to his side. And you know what? That's an interesting thing to bring up. I feel like this is the first Spider-Man movie I've watched or like superhero movie in general where I've noticed some of like the technical sides of the filmmaking. Like uh, there's another shot on the bridge when he first meets uh, Otto where they do this thing where they affix. I'm sure it's a virtual camera because like half of this movie is rendered in a computer, but they affix the camera to his specific uh, arm, like Peter's arm when he's like shooting web. So we're just seeing it almost like first person uh, shooter style. And then they do something kind of similar when um, when uh, Peter is sleeping on Happy's couch and he's yeah. talking to MJ. They're like FaceTiming together. So there's like some creative like craft going on here, which I, I which I really appreciate because they're yeah. just trying to add a little bit more. And maybe that's what happens, right? When uh, you're able to uh, return to a franchise for the third time, directing, mm-hmm. directing. So you you're familiar yeah. with the character, the setting, the process of working within the MCU yeah. and the framework, and you can kind of you know you can start kind of kind of start flexing yeah. a little bit. Well, the funny thing, uh, John Watts, you know, we kind of like eh, when they announced this in 2019, right after I think Far From Home had just come out, maybe right. Um, and we were like, uh, you know, when, you know, is he right for fantastic Four? yeah, I think he's right for fantastic Four. I think this movie mm-hmm. kind of like solidified in the action scenes, the, the, the humor, the science, everything kind of together. So I'm like, yeah, he, he feels really, really good for that. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be around, I think, uh, familiar faces again, even yeah. though, you know, we both like Shang-Chi, we were both relatively positive on the Eternals. You know, those yep. are all movies introducing like brand new characters to us again. You know, we don't really have a lot of uh, familiar touch points until you kind of get to like post credit scenes. Right. Yeah. So it was just kind of nice, like getting back into a world. And we really do pick up right where we left off from mm-hmm. far from home. It- you know, there's I feel like there's so much that's happened since that movie. Like you yeah. kind of have to like almost like uh, like just read orient yourself within the world right but, but at the same time i felt like i've like i feel like i just got out of no way home at the, or far from home at the same time because like we've mm. watched like i think i mean we can watch we've watched the other ones but i feel like they don't really progress the story as much so let's go through this i've got two complaints about this movie mike minor complaints like i have to nitpick right but okay. one of them is literally the intro peter gets out of this legal trouble very easily like like it's kind of like almost swept I- under the rug a little bit I yeah. almost, I almost, I almost missed that because yeah. uh, it was. It, I wasn't expecting to see Matt Murdock. Well, you know, I was going to say, I was gonna, the, 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 don't, don't go down that road yet. Let's, let's I, yeah, <laughs> because I think. Well, but I, I think that that moment encapsulates 
you know, Peter yeah. uh, kind of getting off scot-free. What was the reasoning? I don't even remember. I missed the line where it said he kind I, of got I, off on he, a technicality. I, I think, yeah, I, I think it was because he's too young and, like, technically he wasn't, like, really an heir to Stark or anything. Like, like it really was Tony Stark's fault because it's all his equipment, uh-huh. not, not Peter Parker kind of thing. Um, but gotcha, yeah, they, they, okay. really, they really swept it under the rug. Like, that was, like, here it is <laughs> and then under the rug kind of pretty quickly, if you will. Um, but, mm-hmm. but in that scene, one of the, the first crowd reaction moments my theater had was literally, they, they waste no time. It's Charlie <laughs> Cox as Matt Murdock as the lawyer and who is effectively daredevil because he catches that brick like nobody's business. Yeah. No, no, he's just a really good lawyer. He's a really good lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's, um, that, that's going to tie into something here. One of my notes, um, spoilers for Hawkeye that fucking Vincent D'Onofrio is the kingpin in Hawkeye, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. So will this, will the end of Hawkeye connect to this movie? Because they already referenced the statue of Liberty. He's in New York at the same time at Christmas time when this movie's happening. Will we get some reference to this going on at the same time? Is my oh question. yeah. I guess that, I guess that's right because the this film does end right around the holidays. I would say the it seems like the meat of the film happens between um, uh, Halloween like, like, because like, the, yeah. they, she left the decorations up. So like no November probably like in November yep. or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure that there's some yeah. sort of e- I'm sure there's some sort of Easter egg within that feast scene mm-hmm. that maybe there's like a turkey in the background or something like that, like some like Thanksgiving yeah. de- decorations, but. But I guess um, it's close. It's close, regardless. Either way, we yeah. I'm tr- I'm trying to think because in Hawkeye they uh, th- they mentioned the new and improved Statue of Liberty. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> I guess they'd be like, oh yeah, I guess they finally yeah. put the shield back and, up after it fell down. Yeah, and, and and I think probably not going after Hawkeye will know if the Netflix series are canonical or not. So because um, mm-hmm. Hawkeye season three ended with Kingpin in jail, I believe, or, or not Hawkeye Daredevil yeah. season three. You know, I mean. I mean, just the vi- the vibe I'm getting from the inclusion of the Daredevil characters, they seem to be multiversal, mm-hmm. not necessarily, yeah. um, I mean, it, variant, not multiversal. Right. And, and, and they, to me, at least. Yeah, exactly. And that was the, one of the questions we had in this. Will they be variants or will they be multiversal? Well, in this one, literally multiversal because Otto Octavius and Norman Osborn don't exist in the MCU. Uh, and they, they say mm-hmm. that like, oh, I've come to find out I never existed in this. Oscorp doesn't exist yeah. in this. So, yeah. Uh, and we do we do have some precedent because we do see like J. Jonah Jameson. Now we see him mm-hmm. fully fleshed out in a movie. He seems yep. to be a variant because he has seems to have no association no with, the bu- with the bugle. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and no, if I and, remember. Yeah. He's yeah. he's just uh, hawking supplements, Alex Jones style, which was a great addition. Yeah. So funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's that. I mean. Uh, and and so the, you know the first first um, first act of this movie, I think you know, is him getting getting in trouble, then going to Doctor Strange. Um, I I love uh, some people may may be pissed off. A lot of the trailer scenes did not make it into this movie, uh, especially with Wong saying, "Don't try that spell." Uh, they literally changed it. It's literally like, "Just leave me out of it," kind of thing. Uh, which also answered the question: Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme on a technicality. <laughs> On <laughs> the technicality, I I totally forgot that Doctor Strange uh, was dusted. You know, yeah. I, I guess he just seemed like he was always in such control and knowledge of what was happening during uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Right? He, like mm-hmm. it's just like he'll be fine. He knows what's happening. Yeah. He's not too worried. Yeah, very very confident. And um, so so that was that's a, a really interesting kickoff. And then we also see the different rings where Peter Parker literally changing the spell every time Doctor Strange was trying to cast it, which caused the whole thing to kind of 
uh, fall to shit, if you will. Uh, so, um, yeah. I, and, and then, you know, the other thing I love about this uh, right after that, Mike, and I don't know if there's anything else you want to cover there is um, it literally just goes into Octavius coming after Spider-Man. Like they didn't waste time showing everyone appear in the universe. They were like, they're just here deal with it like let's just go on because we don't need to explain how they got here multiversally like um yeah i i feel like the the script was very efficient right because you you need a reason for all of these kind of multiversal invaders to like find peter and if he's like the most famous person on the planet right you you know there's helicopters and eyeballs everywhere so you know it's not too hard to believe that all of these uh all of these villains can like find a spider-man pretty quickly but (laughs) but if you think about it maybe a little bit too much uh uh, the villains seem to find peter really easily but the spider-men that are already there can't find him and even though they have the tingle but i guess you just kind of got to look past that little moment because you're Mm -hmm. having a fun time right yeah exactly yeah like i think if they would have like lingered too long it probably would have become like boring i guess if you will like they kind of mm. just go into because literally it goes into um octavius i'm gonna i'm gonna chalk up a, a point for chris here because the nanobots took over octavius's arms and yep. peter locked him you down. called it I, I i called that so let's chalk that up for me uh and then um mm-hmm. you know it goes into um i guess osborne was there for a second but then it goes into um literally spider-man fighting uh doctor strange uh because the lizard has been captured very quickly thank thankfully we didn't have to worry about that uh, but like, um, he's like, okay, we're going to, was it that point that he's going to kill him? Was that what like, no, I'm wrong. The, he didn't, he well, didn't fight uh, Dr. The, Strange. He went to get Electro and Sandman was next. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a bit like, cause you were saying, uh, if you're trying to pick out some faults in the movie, I think the, I think the biggest one to me, which was, which was a little, a little rough was when Aunt May, uh, was saying, oh, you can, you know, you can help these people before you send them back. And you know, okay, I get it. All things considered, uh, Aunt May hasn't seen Loki and some of these other MCU properties. Right. But it just like, I feel like when you're, when you're like taking in like this, um, this story, it's just like things have gotten out of the scope of friendly neighborhood Spider-Man like so quickly, right? Like the multiverse has ripped and shred. It, it just makes a whole lot yeah. of sense that when you when you make that problem, you want to put all the pieces back where they belong. Yeah. So uh, I feel like maybe there should have been some more character development for Aunt May, maybe in previous movies. Like, I guess we saw her in the last film kind of doing some fundraising, right? But, you know, I I didn't really, I never really got the idea that she was kind of like this super, like, caring, thoughtful type. She just kind of seemed like a fun, groovy, like, aunt, you know, that's like taking care of her uh, nephew. So that that seemed a little bit shoehorned in, but... Uh, emotionally it came full circle so I felt like yeah. it worked in the end when she finally got to say the, the, the phrase the that that was impactful to me that worked uh, I had I have no qualms with that yeah. but I was just kind of like Aunt May don't be an idiot these people need to yeah. go back to the universe they are dangerous well, but I you know yeah, I, think, I, I think, guess she you know she's a she's a bleeding heart is yeah, what she, she's na- are trying to say we just don't really have a lot of yeah, examples of seeing that you know yeah she's naive and you know and if you don't have you know again superpowers you shouldn't be messing with super villains you know like that that kind of, but like you know, it, it, I enjoyed the flip. There is no Uncle Ben in this universe, you know. And if there is, you know, we'll see more about it. But like, Aunt May is the 
with great power comes great responsibility person in this movie mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, shocking to me, she she died. I didn't think they were gonna kill her. Yeah, uh, um, I didn't I, think that was gonna happen either. I thought if they did, so I'm like, uh, at one moment, I'm like, okay, the bomb is gonna kill her, and then Peter knocks it. I'm like, okay, she's safe, everything's good, mm-hmm. gonna be a little bow on the end of this. No, uh, they they pulled that rug right out from under us, uh, which is you know, drives yeah, I, literally Act Three of this movie. I feel so. Yeah, I I guess at the risk of a bouncing around a little bit, but I mean, no. come on, it's a superhero slate podcast. That's what we do. We bounce around all We're the time. We're swinging around uh, with Spider Man. Yeah, I felt like with the loss of Aunt May, it's really going to drive the franchise moving forward, right? You know, when we see Peter at the end moving into the typical kind of grungy Spider Man apartment in the city. Oh man, he makes his own suit, which is man, that's a that's a big uh, we'll <laughs> that's a big that, point yeah. for me. A Spider Man, Spider Man's got to be able to do that. It just really felt like if Aunt May was still around, I don't think this would make uh-huh. the most sense, right? He wouldn't really need to move into the city. He wouldn't be doing all of these things, right? You know, you 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 got to really put your character through like a really emotional turning point to really kind of change the course of his life. And they, they were doing a really good job of reminding us at the beginning of the film that Spider-Man is, he's still just a teenager, right? Even though he's a hero and he's done all these things, there's this over, he feels overwhelmingly compelled to like do the college thing, go to school with his best friends and his girlfriend, because like, that's just what a kid at that age would want to do. He would want to be normal, even though he's like super powered, right? Like if he really wanted to, he could probably like hunt down like, you know, Nick Fury or somebody. He could just like track down like any sort of uh, semblance of the, you know, the Avengers. He could, you know, he could set himself up like on like an official superhero path, right? He's got a, he's got a a direct line to Happy Hogan who could get to, you know, Pepper Potts, who has Tony Stark's money to get him wherever he wants to go if he really wanted to, right? Like, there, there's yeah, that I, option. But, like, I, 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 I appreciate what I appreciate about this is, like, you know, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, he has to have someone die. Well, he, he literally saw Tony Stark die in his arms, right? His first mentor. So, like, he's gone mm-hmm. through the ringer, and then to go through it again, you know, I think that puts him at a very, very low point, uh, in this. Like, he starts off the movie as a hated kind of you know there's a conspiracy theory she's like yeah you mysterio was right like you know kind of thing mm-hmm. and then then the, to kill aunt may pulls him out like it really puts spider-man in a vulnerable position to you know and, and we'll, we'll talk about the movie, become a, a murderer someone who's you know not holding up to his values and and we we'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the ending closer to the end of this but i think you know it leaves him in a really good spot everything not not just aunt may being on him living on so everything leaves him in a very interesting position where he has no he can't rely on anybody but himself going forward at all. Like he has no crutch. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about more of that more of that later. Um, well, one of the um, uh, I, I thought it was cool that um, you know I, the say I the electro is the electro from Amazing Spider-Man, and they were like able to be like, okay, in this universe, the electricity is different, so you look different, and you're yellow <laughs> rather than blue. And I'm like, that's a great way to explain away that awful movie uh, design and, and his, his effects. Sandman was cool. Uh, you know, getting Tom St. Church. I think he just did voice for everything. Um, his, the actual uh, scene at the end where he was human um, was reused footage from Spider-Man three. They just reversed it and like made it look like he was forming instead of falling did, apart. It's been a while since I've seen like a clean shaven, undisheveled Willem Dafoe was yeah. Willem Dafoe like de-aged in this film. I don't uh, know. I mean, I just I can't it go ahead. 
it, it's just strange because like you kind of have to suspend like a little disbelief right with this uh with this uh crossover because you have uh alfred uh, molina right who is playing um octavius and he's obviously older but he says like oh i had peter by the neck and then all of a sudden i'm, I'm here and it's like well you don't look anything like you did mm-hmm. when i watched uh the sam raimi movie that you were in a while ago yeah. so you just i just you just kind of have to assume that like okay these actors have aged there's nothing that we can really do about it we could do a little bit of like makeup and technology but just just be happy that you're here and we uh, can do all of this that's kind of the vibe i was getting from the movie they de-aged melina quite a bit um but they also gave him a bigger turtleneck i think to hide a little bit of 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 his age there but i think (laughs) defoe again i just saw uh i literally just got done watching um the uh uh, french uh, not french connection french dispatch uh, with Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. he was in there a couple scenes. He looks the same. I think. I think they just left him. I think he's just forever that age looking kind of <laughs> actor. So, but but he does. He goes right back into that smarmy Green Goblin. So, so oh easily. man, that face. It's yeah. just it works so well. It really yeah. took me back to it, the day when it, I was watching Spider Man in theaters. It was f- wild watching him and um, Peter literally beat each other through floors in a fucking apartment building, like showing like how mm-hmm. strong they were like this is goblin with his at his like peak with his strength and you know a little unhinged because he knows what's going on kind of thing uh and using mm. it to his advantage especially with the other other villains um so it, it was crazy to see it because it was just he's just so one of the best comic book villains i i don't give spider-man one a lot of credit because like you know it, it doesn't age very well but as a villain nailed it like just it's just nailed it throughout this, mm-hmm. as, this as well um I really enjoyed the uh, mirror dimension fight with Doctor Strange. Uh, I think that really was really fun visually, um, and made uh, Peter use his uh, math to kind of capture Doctor Strange for a little bit, uh, keep him off the board while he tried to cure the villains uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, um, just kind of jumping through this, I think I think the next thing you know was, you know, um, the the literally the crowd reaction when I, Andrew Garfield came through the portal and then again when he took his yeah. mask off. So I I would say I was surprised because I wasn't expecting to happen at such kind of a um a a slower pace part of the movie right you know yeah. we just have uh, Ned and MJ just like hanging out in his uh, uh I think this is his grandma's place yeah, uh, yeah and yeah. then he's just like. He's uh, using a sling ring and popping open a portal, and then we see a Spider-Man out mm-hmm. in the alley. I was like, "Oh wow, they're doing it here!" I, yeah. you know, I kind of thought it might be kind of like you know, camera wipes, uh, a punch comes through, and oh, it's uh, one of the Spider-Men. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I think overall this is just a great opportunity to talk about just the the comedic moments that I think from putting three Spider-Men together from mm-hmm. their own movie franchises, it was just, it was just chef's kiss. Perfect. Uh-huh. I think, uh, my, the, my wife's favorite moment, also one of my favorite moments in the movie is just when they're at the statue of Liberty and they're just chatting, right? Yeah. They're just mixing it up a little bit. And I was like, Oh man, I want all of these Spider-Men just like on like a four hour podcast. I could just listen to them talk about just like, uh, war stories yeah. of what they've gone through like it was just great the moment when they talked about um toby mcguire's webbing it was just yes i was waiting for this i was waiting for this moment for all of my life for mm-hmm. anybody to talk about it and it was just and they didn't just stop there it wasn't just a one-off joke you know andrew garfield was just like i gotta make this stuff it's a hassle and yeah. it just it's a lot of work and we we're just curious because i mean if we could do it it's like no 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 it's not weird we're just jealous and yeah. i was like yes this is what i want 
want. Like I, I now I need to track down a steel book in the future because if there's more deleted scenes of that, I need all yeah. of it in my veins. That, it was just great. Yeah, I I really enjoyed. It. it was very subtle in the lab when Ned's like Peter and like they all kind of pointed at each other and it's the three way Spider Man thing from the the animated <laughs> cartoon where he's like you. It, it's the same lineup and it was it was kind of it's subtle but like. Yeah, we talk about fan oh. service. All this fan service was just delivered mm-hmm. to, to perfection because we've grown up with all these spider people, all of them, and mm-hmm. and it's been it's been great and to kind of see them and you know kind of kind of come back to them because they they felt I think the actors surprisingly, especially Toby Moore, fell back into that persona of their own Peter Parker and that role very oh, very easily. Yeah. It had been so long since I had seen any Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I kind of forgot. He was like kind of like almost like this maniac. He's yeah. like really weird. And I suppose that's one take on Peter Parker. But when you put them all in a room together, you do kind of see the distinct differences there. And I love how like Andrew Garfield was just relegated to Peter three. Yeah. And uh, when when they were making that decision, uh, I, I heard somebody in a row in front of me is just like, yeah, that's why you're definitely Peter three. <laughs> and it was just really funny. I, like, just it's just great. You know, he, he I think he delivered some like whenever he was like hanging from the ceiling. It's like, hey, my grandma asked if you can get that cobweb kind of thing. And he has to like <laughs> spider walk across the ceiling to. To knock the yeah. cobweb down. Only, only, a, only Peter 3 would do that. Peter uh, 2 wouldn't stoop no. to the level of getting a cobweb out of a corner. No, no. And then um, the Tobey Maguire thing was more of a subtle kind of thing when he came through. And I was very, very impressed with, like, you know, the the restraint they used with that. Because it could have been... It could have... I think it could have been kind of tacky to bring some of them back in, in, in I mean, ways. aren't you just, like devilishly curious on what their lives have been like since we've left the movie oh, yeah. theaters with them. Like I, it seems like Toby has gone through so much in his yeah. world. He just he seems like he's really trying to pick up the pieces it, of like a broken life. Like the like the Jake Johnson uh, version of Spider Man yeah. from in, uh it, into well, the Spider Verse. Like he said he had <laughs> he said he was back with MJ. So I mean I don't think I think he's kind of come back a little bit. Now uh, you know Andrew Garfield's you know I, I I, I don't care about I don't want I don't want I don't want Spider Man three and Spider Man four from these characters, believe me. <laughs> but you know, I wouldn't mind some one shots. Uh, you know, that like kinda like, hey, here's the life of these characters. You oh know, yeah. After, after they I went mean, back if, kind if, of so- if Sony needs to launch a streaming service, I suppose that's one way they could do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, you know, um my guess is there's probably B roll footage. Like they were probably like when they faded back to their universe, they were probably gonna show us uh something uh for that. So um, yeah, honestly, you know, I, I, I really love all the Spider-Man together, like in the, in the lab and on the, on the, uh, you know, Statue of Liberty, they each kind of had their own villain to kind of go after, uh, as well, which was really cool. Uh, one of the villains mm. I really don't like was Sandman. Um, I feel like he was like, I want to get home to my daughter. And then he just kind of throws that out the window. He's like, we're trying to get you home to your daughter. And he's like, I don't care. But I'm like, you, you really are kind of useless here. You're just a big Sandman. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I think one of the problems with the with the villain itself, it's not as compelling as you would hope it would be on screen, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's just like this big sandy creature, and you're just kind of like, would would you just get get out of the way? Like Spider Man can't really do anything to def- he can't punch you, he can't do any like creative webbing you know the best thing he can do to you and probably like any comic book you've ever been in is like he's got to like bust a water vein on you or something like that or he's got to like chemically freeze you or something so it's just like just get out of the way i want to see him fight a lizard or something yeah and and i thought he would be like you know very very um you know i thought he'd be sympathetic to he was sympathetic to peter at the start but then his like turn was really 
you know, kind of jarring, you know, despite the fact he had mm-hmm. a lot of reason to go back. Um, you know, Doc Ock, I really enjoyed seeing him. Uh, I, when he showed up at the end and I was like, uh, he's a good guy. His, his, his little arms are white and he rips the uh, Stark reactor off of, uh, Electro, uh, was, was really fun. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the other thing was the human version of the lizard was actually reused per- footage from, um, spider, uh, amazing Spider-Man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it felt like something was going it felt like something was going on there because I was like, they're not really getting really tight. They're getting either really tight or far away. We're not really seeing much of that beyond the green mist. Yeah, there's that. But I, I, I loved his exchange at the beginning of the movie. He was just like, his, he was just like, oh yeah, I can solve any problem with lizards. Yeah. Everybody needs to be lizards. You're like, oh, you want to, you want a new get up? It's like, you got to turn me into a lizard. He's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> which is great. Which is just great. Cause I felt like he wasn't really, uh, Obviously, he was the villain, so he's not going to be a comedic force in the film that he debuted in. But it's great to kind of take him down a peg or two in this movie, right? Yeah, and, and he, uh, you know, also everyone's like, "Oh my god, he talks!" because he looked like hissed and growled for most of the start of the movie. Yeah, and then, then you know, he's, he's, he's literally a, an English accent the whole the whole time he's doing it. Uh, for that, um, yeah, I, I will, uh, at the end, Doctor Strange um, tries to do the spell. Spell breaks. Universe cracks open. Um, we see some little white silhouettes of other Spider-Man villains. You notice that? Um, I saw the mm-hmm. Rhino. Yeah, I, I saw Craven. Uh, I don't know if you I saw think that's else. all. That's all I saw. Yeah, Craven was the first one. At first, I didn't clock what it was, but then after the the scene had shifted, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I think there was like a there seemed to be. It almost looked like Umbaku, but then I was yeah. like, "Well, it wouldn't be Umbaku." But like, oh, that that makes sense. It could be something Craven adjacent. And then the, there was kind of more of a classic. Uh, a classic rhino look yeah. for sure. Uh, so yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's that, I think, well, what it's going to come down to is, you know, um, all these people come to the universe. They stopped them, sent them back. There's, there's two things here. One is the first in credit scene. I'm going to talk about this. One of the other people who came through, we saw at the end of venom two was literally Eddie Brock and venom. Right. So mm. they're at a bar getting drunk with uh, a Ted Lasso star. Uh, one of the, one of the, Danny Rojas. <laughs> yes, uh, and then um, he's like, "All right, we're gonna go talk to these these dudes in New York." And then he ends up poofing back to his universe. So it was a very very short lived turn. For I Venom. have to say there there's a couple disappointed people in my theater. I was happy. I was like, That's, "Get your trash movie out of well, my franchise." It, That's what I was feeling like. This, and he left a little. He left a little fun behind. He right? left the opportunity for a symbiote slash MCU Venom to appear. Uh, and live in tandem. So I think you know, for 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 us, that's the best we could hope for, right? I love I love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's great, but if they're gonna do like maybe a Flash Thompson Venom or like another type of Venom in the in the MCU, this is the this is the way to do it. Just get that character back to his universe where he can do whatever movies he wants to do, and we can get a black suit Spider in in the MCU proper um, kind of thing. So that was really fun. And then um, one of the uh, the tragic things of this whole movie is. Peter has to make everybody in the world, even Doctor Strange, forget he's Spider-Man, and, and forget who even which they was, even forget who Peter Parker even is actually at the core of it. Yeah, and I I think that's the biggest surprise through this whole movie. You know, we've had so many rumors, so many theories. Uh, I feel like this was the thing that really surprised me because we set up that I thought the whole movie was gonna be everybody forgot who Peter Parker was and he was gonna have to like slowly remind people or something yeah. like that. And then once they kind of uh, squashed that idea and they found another way around it, I was like, okay. You know, um, 
this is why Doctor Strange had to go to the, all the machinations of sealing the spell because yeah. it's like so damaging. And then when it, they actually got around to having to do it, I was like, wow, this is going to be pretty affecting yeah. to the MCU at large. Yes. And so um, it, it, it does It does a couple things here. One, literally even Happy Hogan doesn't even know who Peter Parker is. Like they, they went to, so far to show mm-hmm. Ned, MJ, um, and, and Happy do not remember who Peter Parker is or even that he's Spider-Man. So he has literally, he's literally starting over in the city, thank God, um, living by himself, doing his own thing, and um, creating his own blue and red Spider-Man suit for for this. Uh, he's fi- he's finally like a pure Spider-Man, right? Yeah. You know, whether you, you love it or hate it, even though it's led to fun moments, like Peter has always been able to rely on this stark technology in his suits. And I feel like, you know, we're having a fun time with Spider-Man. It's a good thing I've had other incarnations of Spider-Man, but like my Spider-Man is just in like a Lycra yeah. suit relying on his superpowers. You know, he's not really using all of this like deep AI technology, but now he feels like... I don't know if the his suits were they like damaged beyond repair in the fight. Does he just feel like emotionally he needs to move on and start over as I, a new Spider-Man? I'm not yeah, sure, but I'm, I'm happy to see it. Yeah. I'm happy to see him in a new suit uh, yeah. for sure. It, well, and it, it looks like he made it himself. He it, learned how to sew. <laughs> and it's not just a normal suit; like it's like shiny blue, like classic Spider-Man. Like this is original Spider-Man, mm-hmm. blue and red, not black and red. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the black and reds, but you know. Um, he literally has nothing else to rely on. He's out of high school. He is now living on his own. He has to get a job, probably being a photographer or doing something for the Daily Bugle, I'm going to assume, going forward. He has a police scanner on his phone, and he's going out swinging through the city, Mike. What we've craved for forever. He's actually going to be in the city going forward, looks like. Yeah, just when I thought we were done with Spider-Man origin movies, uh, they just said, J- just kidding, we're going to make a Spider-Man origin trilogy. Because that's, <laughs> that's what it felt like. I was like, those sons of bitches, they just back-ended me into a Spider-Man, uh, into a new Spider-Man trilogy right here. And it feels like we are set up to have a lot of fun. It, it, we are in a crazy situation, though, where the stakes have have been so high for Peter, his entire like career spider-man like how do we Mm -hmm. you know how do you pivot the movie to like a lower scale now right he's fought aliens in space he's been on other planets he's been in other dimensions right he's seen his other like copycats from like other universes like i mean the great thing is is with the mcu in general is when you can inject some kind of humor and levity into your story you can kind of like take the wind out of some of like this insanity which is probably what we'll see in the next spider-man movie they'll probably be like a you know a one-off joke of just like yeah i've been through a lot i'm just kind of looking to have maybe a normal life now or something and, like that and they'll that. be like who are you kind of thing like kind of thing so yeah i, I yeah. agree like I, I it's gonna be street level going forward at least the next one maybe yeah. not forever but yeah if i yeah I feel like if I had to pitch maybe like the next chapter of like Tom Holland as like Spider-Man, it seems like uh, this is a great time to maybe bring like Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy, or mm-hmm. who's his other love interest? Is it Felicia Hardy? Felicia Hardy's right? black Am cat. They could, they could do a black cat stuff if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you know it makes sense for him to find like a new love interest. Um, I don't know if there's a elegant way to do this, but it it seems like maybe the connections he's had with some people in his life were maybe too strong to just kind of like mm-hmm. kind of wave away with magic. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe like MJ maybe looks at Peter in the next kind of like yeah. movie and like, she feels like there's a little something extra there. Yeah, maybe with, with Ned, yeah. it seems like Spider-Man has some sort of like, 
magical not immunity but there's that part in the movie where dr strange like pushes him out of his body but then peter swims back into it and he's Mm. still able to control spider-man's arm so i was like something's going on there right you know what are we trying to say so yeah i feel like maybe the the spell could be maybe a little fungible in a way so i could see a little bit of drama there of him falling in love with two women at the same time it could it definitely could be that ned also has the affinity for magic and dr strange made note of that so i think you know Mm -hmm. he could do a spell that like accidentally brings back his memory. Like there's easy ways to kind of wipe this away for a couple characters that they wanted to at the end of the day. Uh-huh. But like, you know, and I mean like a doc- Dr. Strange is about to have his yeah. own crazy adventure, which maybe could possibly undo some things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think the next one's going to go street level. I think, you know, there's an opportunity here. Um, you've played the PS4 Spider-Man games. There's, there's some ground levels, right? I think mm-hmm. Rhino's never really been done. Right. I don't know how he'd work. Um, but you know, there's Rhino, Hammerhead uh, is is a character. Maybe like they go to the gang, street gang level if they wanted to. It could tie Daredevil into it a little bit more if they really really needed to. Even though Daredevil won't remember who he is after this movie. Um, yeah, I think there's opportunities for them to just have some fun and tell classic stories that don't require the world slash universe to always be ending at at his fingertips, kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to, to see that. Now, uh, I want to go. I want to take one step back, Mike, uh, to the to the multiple Spider-Man. Um, guess what? I called it. Andrew Garfield saved MJ from hitting the ground. Uh, <laughs> you are you are right. I, I that thought, got an applause in my theater. That, yeah, got that got a great one of mine as well because that, you know that was his thing. He, he could never say so. And so, um, super fan Jim on Twitter bet me. He's like, if if uh, Andrew Garfield catches MJ, I will go and buy a superhero slate shirt and. Uh, when he got out of it, uh, within, I think at 24 hours, he's like, I bought my shirt. So I was like, yes. <laughs> All right. Go me. And then the last thing I, I'm going to, I'm going to chalk up. This is three wins for me. My spider sense was tingling in this movie, Mike. That was a full <laughs> Dr. Strange trailer at the end of this goddamn movie. And I did not, exp- I, I thought I was completely wrong when I, I predicted that, but I, uh, was very pleasantly surprised to see a Dr. Strange trailer, which has like five Dr. Stranges in it. Like Benedict Cumberbatch is pulling multiple role duty in that movie. It looks like. Um, yeah, it was a, it was, it was an interesting, it did, it doesn't feel like a trailer that necessarily is going to be released like tomorrow on Monday. Right. It seemed a little rough cause it, it was like a mixture of like extended scenes with a little bit of clips. So like I feel like a Dr. Strange. Yeah, it feels like a Doctor Strange trailer is on the horizon, right? Because, I mean, so many people, as we said at the top of this, are going to see Spider-Man. This trailer is kind of already out of the bag, so you might as well kind of put out the official polished one for us out mm-hmm. on YouTube so we can watch it already. Um, I guess, yeah, this is a whole like another like news breakdown segment of let's talk yeah. about the new Doctor Strange trailer, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think the thing that I'm tr- still trying to figure out was we did kind of see like an evil doctor strange yes. they're featured very briefly are we to assume this is the same evil doctor strange from it, what if it seems like it's a different version because it, it doesn't yeah. well he has, yeah, a, he has so, different facial hair because I, I went back and kind of was like looking at that one i'm like is it's very different like he's got like it looks like gray lines on the top of his head and a big goatee like a like a very thorough yeah. like a like a, like yeah. a metal band goatee rather than a a doctor kind of yeah. goatee. 
it's really interesting to see Mordo return. It's been so long since we've seen Mordo. He's got a totally different hairstyle now, but yeah. his uh, his last words still ring very true for Doctor Strange, right? When he did all of his uh, bargaining with Dormammu, yeah. Mordo said, hey, the bill is going to come due, and then Doctor yeah. Strange is still out there acting a fool, uh, yeah. ringing up charges all across town. He's got lots of bills. He's got a town. Right? He's, He's got to pay. <laughs> Exactly. And like, I mean, Mordo seems about right. I think the sentiment of the trailer was like, we're here because of you, mm. because of his, you know, well, his arrogance. That's one thing that has been very consistent with his so, character, that he's pretty arrogant. Yep. We saw a brief clip of America Chavez and her uh, star shaped portals. She's jumping through. We saw mm-hmm. um, the, the, the tentacled eyeball thing is Gargantos, not Shumagorath uh, is what it looked like. So. Where was that? Um, there's three Doctor Strange. There's another Doctor Strange. I don't know if you saw this in his red garb. Um, and a, no, I did not clock all these. I just no. clocked that one that had a brief speaking yep. moment. Yep, there's another one that, and then also the biggest thing, Scarlet Witch is in here, and it doesn't look like she's the villain. He's like, I need your help, uh, kind of thing, right? So like, like mm-hmm. she's gonna actually be on his side, kind of helping out. But there's a scene where she's wearing her Scarlet Witch kind of garb, uh, kind of thing. So. Uh, there, there's a lot going on in this show. Like it was a lot of flashy scenes. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see yeah. what it looks like whenever we yeah, can and pl- like get a break. And plus, we're digest we're digesting it right, like yeah. right after watching this movie. So like I could not figure out yeah. and, and <laughs> what the hell was going on. This is this is crazy. This is one of the few movies where like you know we got to the end credit scene and I'm like the movie was way more compelling than the end credit scenes for me. Um even though we got a trailer for the next movie, uh, or at least an extended look at the next movie. So I'm like, this is a uh, Spider-Man has really knocked it out of the park this time around. Um, the, the writers, the directors, everybody involved, uh, even the credits had like, Oh, this big kiss ass thing, the AV arid. I don't know if you saw that. We're like, thanks Davey Aaron. Who's like, yeah, I thought I kind of, I kind of rolled my eyes at that yeah. one. I, it almost feels like he, he walked into the editing booth and he's just like, you put this thank you note no. to me in this movie it, it, because he, I made all this happen. He, he didn't walk in the editing booth. I guarantee you he was the only reason they could get Spider-Man one and two in this. Like they probably had to go to him like, Hey, look, you're the producer of these movies. Can we use them? He's like, well, only if you credit me solely as the person who made these movies kind of thing happen is my guess is like how the, the thing came together, but um, I am I am I'm thrilled how well this turned out, despite all the storylines, all the other films, all the yeah. d- twenty years of movie tied into one. Like yeah, and that's why it's above we'd be the fir- for me. I think we'd be the first to say that you know we we are wrong. You know, I think you can yeah. find the first superhero slate episode where we talked about this news, this rumor that all of the other Spider Men were going to be in this movie. And I think we we're both just like why but also like there's there's not a whole lot of trust in sony right i mean when it comes to these spider-man movies right uh you're getting a a genuine marvel movie right and sony's just kind of the purse string and the distributor so you don't have to worry too much but i mean come on there was a morbius trailer in front of this and i'm rolling my eyes the whole time going what the hell's going on here so it's just like i don't know who to trust when these announcements are made um so luckily, uh, this this was not the with association in front of the yeah. Marvel logo at the beginning of this, which really helped out a lot. Yeah. But yeah, this this could have this could have gone really really wrong. But luckily, I mean, like there it had a lot going for it. You know, with its creative team, right? There was this is very much uh, the same team that made the previous two, and the previous two Spider Man movies have been great. 
So uh, I'm glad that we were wrong. But I think also if you subscribe and listen to the podcast, we we warmed up to the idea mm-hmm. kind of pretty quickly once we started to get an idea of how it was uh, shaping up. But yeah. yeah. They they threaded a needle here pretty well. Yes, it, it easily could have gone in any other direction. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, thankfully for that. And um, I, I I had a really good time. I, I'm going to go back again um, this week. I'm going to look at maybe uh, I've got some half days at work, so go during the day when less people are likely to be there. Um, I you know I'm kind of pushing it. I had a, an old uh, boss of mine actually worked with him ten years ago last summer, so over ten and a half years. He texted me today, and he's like, "I just saw the Eternals and I liked it." I'm like, "Have you seen Spider-Man?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Well, you need to go see that right away because I think you'll <laughs> like it a lot more than that one." Um, so I, I, I'm just I'm just blown away by how good this movie is, how much they were able to do, and how you know um unoffended at the end of the day we are and if you look at all three spider-man movies they've come a long way in a very very short time uh to deliver us these and i'm i'm just happy mike i'm just i'm ecstatic we got this and yeah. and, and <laughs> it feels our as old as we are our that vo- that that connection we have to spider-man one two three and then you know yeah. the, the middling amazing spider-man yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives you like those Endgame vibes, right? You know, it, it kind of feels weird to say like, oh, Endgame is my favorite MCU movie of all time. It's just like there's amazing moments in Endgame mm-hmm. that really paid off. But like, I feel like when you're watching a movie that is so heavily reliant on so many other films, like past yeah. franchises, like you're having a great time watching it. But also at the same time, it's just like, I don't think I could just sit down and casually watch this at any given time it's, there's just so much buildup. there's like so much payoff to it yeah. right so it's like it almost feels like you know when you go out to dinner like the dessert can be amazing but i feel like the dessert it's never really your favorite part of the meal mm-hmm. right so I, I feel like what the you know after talking about it for an hour you know it's still it's still like a great movie had a great time easily recommend anyone's gonna have a great time yeah. watching this but i feel like i can still rest a little bit easier on the other previous two spider-man movies but that's not to take anything away from this i guess it's just weird you kind of got to think about movies and franchises a little different nowadays right yeah. it's not like we're kind of con- we're, we haven't even really concluded anything right we've just kind of sent uh peter off in a different direction you know the course of his life life has fundamentally changed and i'm looking forward to see seeing where it goes right mm-hmm. um we can kind of uh i i'm curious what the future of the mcu is like now right you know after that doctor strange trailer it I mean, it's the multiverse of madness. It would be kind of weird if he doesn't solve all, if he doesn't solve the problems, right, in his movie, right? So I kind of thought maybe the multiverse was going to be kind of like this big uh, kind of issue for the MCU. But yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it, Kang is. I, I don't know. It's kind of nice being in an, being in this zone of just like, I don't, I don't know what's yeah. next. What's going on here? The, the vagueness is, is, is beautiful for that. And, you know, I think if, if the if the multiverse cracked with Spider-Man and caused other implications, I'd probably fault it. But, like, I'm glad it, it stayed contained. Like, this is Spider-Man and Spider-Man's problems. We're not going to crack open, you know, the universe is coming in. Because that's Doctor Strange problem. He's got the he's got the ability to fix that. Spider-Man can't fix these. He can only try to fix Ooh. the villains. And then, you know, he ends up... They, they all end up creating cures for them, if you will. But, like, you know... I'm glad this was just his problems, his villains. And, you know, even though yeah. you, we say you, these other Spider-Man people were in this and, you know, you've probably got to watch the other ones, I don't think I don't think you have to. I think the way they introduce them, the way they talk about this, it is very, very um, nice. But at the same time, I, with Marvel, you know, 
if it's not connected, people are up in arms. If it is connected, you know, people say you got to watch them. I think this strikes a nice balance because thankfully I don't have to watch Thor. I don't have to watch Captain America as much. You know, the, you know, Black Widow doesn't tie to this one. So there's a, a, a smaller string of items and Spider-Man has just been so universal that, uh, you know, I think everyone will at least recognize, hey, that's a Spider-Man from when I was younger or, um, you know, that I grew up with kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like one thing I'm still desperately waiting on is some sort of follow-up to the events of Loki, right? You know, uh, I know Loki is located within the DC, I mean, the the Disney Plus uh, streaming service. It seems to be a story that's taking place there, but the finale ended in such a big, world-breaking way. I've kind of been expecting to maybe see more of those consequences kind of well, fold over into these other movies the, the, now i know a lot of i know a lot of the schedules have changed yeah, that, uh, from covid that, and like who knows maybe the reason dr strange's spell broke so badly is because that stuff has already happened that you know that loki has done in his movie but i i feel like i'm just waiting for something like official i need like a character to look at me from the tv screen and go this happened because of what you did you you killed jonathan majors yeah. this is the reason this it, is happening so uh i i it didn't have to happen in this movie but now that it hasn't happened in this movie like feige you got to give me something right well, you you left me on such a huge cliffhanger this, with loki i i need to see the follow-up Again, I, I, it's all schedules. I, I think this one wouldn't have as much effect on anything. You know, we do get to see Wanda affect Doctor Strange, so that tells us we're already over. We're over a year behind, a year and two months behind uh, on on movies. So, um, that, I think that's going to really be this. We they're, they're probably going to catch up pretty soon because they're releasing movies all the goddamn time next year. It looks like so, but like you know, we are. If you look at the schedule release, we are a year and two months behind everything because um, Wanda was supposed to end and then Doctor Strange was supposed to come out like the next week. So um, hopefully they, they, they get that way. Um, pretty pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, is there anything else we want to say about this? I feel like it was really, really good. Um, uh, like, is there... Well, like a lot. Like I said earlier, stay subscribed to the yeah. Superhero Slate podcast because uh, I can't imagine us going a week without talking about this movie for the near future. So yeah, it's gonna stay tuned. I, I see in two weeks when we come back, I'm gonna see what the numbers were. Like you know, how, how much legs does this have? Because Kingsman and Matrix are both rated R. I just checked while we were recording, and uh, so Ooh. I they I don't think they they will take a bite out of uh, Spider Man's crime, if you will. So uh, we'll, we'll keep a look on that. So Mike, if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? you can find me on Twitter, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, people know more about the show, uh, where they can find our regularly scheduled news episodes, where they can get that at. Oh, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That is the HQ for everything we do here at the podcast. You can find our awesome show notes over there when we're talking about the news every week. And you can find us at Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts like ours. Uh, please uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch over at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. That's where Superfan Jim went when he lost that bet with Chris, and that's mm -hmm. where you can get merch, T-shirts, and stuff like that for the show. 
Uh, we love hearing from you. We love it when you reach out. What did you think of this film? Did you call anything in your own head that you nailed right on the screen? How surprised were you? I want to know if you went to the movie theater with somebody that had like no idea what was going on, right? Like somebody that doesn't keep up with trailers or rumors or anything like that. And we're just like jaw like on the floor of the whole movie because I would love to see an alternate version of uh, a universe where I don't know anything and walk into this movie. So I'd love to live vicariously through somebody else. Uh, and if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy. We will be here every week, folks. Happy holidays. We'll see you next year. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.